0: Oh hey everybody, it's me. We're not talking about animals on drugs or a bad song by Billy Joel in the '70s. Welcome to name Fire, the Kickass Reverend Gaming Podcast, from Affable Idiot. I'm your host Adam. He didn't start the fire, Gumbert. And today I have with me Chad. Uh, name another Billy Joel song, Michael Ennis. Here's
1: why. Here's why we all should be excited for '65. I heard y'all while I was taking a pee pee talking about '65, and Alex, I know you were throwing shit at those trailers here's why we should all be excited for 65 because it is going to finally wrestle free the stranglehold on dinosaurs that jurassic world has those jurassic world movies are garbage shitty caca but there are no other good dinosaur movies they have a stranglehold on the genre and this is finally going to wrestle that away from them and give them some competition and make them be better so i'm excited
2: I understand that, Chad, but something that we were also talking about ahead of the podcast is that you've seen Cocaine Bear, which is a movie that I've not yet seen. I need to go and see it. You didn't love that movie. Think about Cocaine Bear. Beautiful premise. Amazing premise. One of the best premises ever for a movie. But ultimately, in execution, you didn't feel like it really amounted to that much. I feel like it's a similar situation with 65. Amazing premise, but like. I don't know, man. I feel like this has egg salad sandwich written all over it. Ooh. And egg we also salad have with us sandwich.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a good one.
2: We also you know have what that comes us. from? No, go ahead. Hold on. Hold it? on. I just want to get this out of the way. <laughs> that comes from an episode of the Magic School Bus where they're learning about the way that chickens are born. Okay. And I I don't remember like Miss Frizzle is talking about how like yeah, like eggs are laid by the chickens and then they need to be fertilized by the hens. Uh, no, 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 by the roosters, by the hmm. by the male chickens. You, you get what I'm getting at. and But the kids don't fully understand that. And they're like, this egg over here, is it going to hatch into a chicken? And she's like, no, it has egg salad sandwich written all over it because it's not fertilized. <laughs> it's just going to be an egg. Yeah. So what you're
1: saying is that Adam Driver is sterile and has no sperm <laughs> and cannot
0: fertilize this movie.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's he thinks he's a rooster, but he's just a cock. Oh wow, same thing. Uh,
0: Today we have with us Alex.
2: He hates Adam Driver for no particular reason. Cosina, I mean, like I said earlier, I've only seen him in three movies, and I only liked one and a half of them. But he's such a big buff, sexy boy, though. He's he, such he, a wide man. He is
1: a very yeah, wide man. I guess so. I also no, like I how, so. actually good I like how his America's face story. just subtly curves like a crescent moon.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Next time you next time you watch a movie with him, they're like. Oh, like he could probably lay on his side and hold a little bit of water. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> Catch us on twitch.tv slash at Sunday evenings at 8.30. Uh, YouTube and podcast services Tuesday mornings 9 a.m. Eastern time around there.
1: looking for a birthday gift for me next year on February 17th, get me a ceramic bowl in the shape of Adam Driver's head Adam Driver's that head. I can eat soup out of.
0: Get it Adam Driver's face from *Marriage Story* where he's punching the wall, so he yeah. looks angry. But yeah. you can still put a little bit of water in there. You
1: know, Ooh, or make it one like, of those oh, heat-sensitive
0: ones where you put the soup in it,
1: and it goes from being it goes from being happy to angry.
2: Uh, You you know when people are like, oh man, these animals kind of look like celebrities. I feel like you can do that with a lot of animals with Adam Driver's face. Like you can just show like a hundred pictures of dogs and I feel like 75% of them, you're like, oh man, if they ever made a movie in which Adam Driver transforms into a dog, they could use that dog. (laughs) Adam Driver and Animorphs reboot confirmed. Oh shit. Oh man.
0: Um, I believe Jorson Jorson Joseph? Gordon Levitt was in that show, and he killed a Nazi in the books. Um, Chad, before we get yeah. to our main quest, I don't know if anything I just said was true. <laughs> before we get to <laughs> our main quest, I've got a bone to pick with you. Uh-oh. What Alex, happened? Alex, come along for the ride. Alex, I want you to go on Twitter right now. Okay. Should I go, I go on Twitter to, already? No, Should Chad, I go to you don't okay. need to go. You've already known what you've done. <laughs> i like you to go to at like to to Tucker Hazel. I know you know this man. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Uh, he made a tweet recently, just talking about what's an iconic game that you don't like, um, or that you don't you don't get them necessarily. I'm not saying it's for you. He put up a picture of of Mario. I think it's a Land World, Super Mario World. Yeah, Super Mario. Yeah, World. It's Super
2: Mario World. Yeah.
0: He put a picture of Halo Two and Red Dead. Halo Two, Red Metroid. Dead, and Metroid Prime. And then I looked down here in their comments, and it's fucking Chad Mike Innes on Twitter. Being a big goofball, and here he goes. Picture of Red Dead 2. I know he didn't love that game. That's fine. I'll give it to him. Picture of The Witcher 3. Hmm. Interesting, I guess, uh, for no real reason. Zelda Breath of the Wild. I know that, but then let's go to the last one Far Cry 5. And then Far Cry 4. all the <laughs> Far Cry 4. Oh, excuse me. 444 4, 4. with Pagan Man. Yes. And all the replies are I sense a trend, not a fan of open world gaming. And then B Rent says, Chad. Chad, why do you hate open, good open world
1: games? I don't understand it. Uh, they're just no, they're not good. They're not good. Far Cry Four. Far Cry Four is is like the very first barf game that we decided in unison. Like we're just, let's let's give up on this. Let's just mm-hmm. give up and stop where we are because we don't want to finish it. It's just open world games. You know me. You know me. Open world. I've even here's spoilers. I've kind of open worlded myself to death in Hogwarts Legacy.
0: Oh, you're done with that now because of the open world? I don't, I don't
1: think I'm done, the, the but I've, I've no lost a lot of the interest because – oh, nice, Alex. Because I've I've gone and done so many fucking clear-out icons on the map and clear-out side quests that now I've completely lost sight of what I'm doing, why I'm there, and why this is important at all. And it's just like – it, 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 that's what open world games do to me, especially ones that are huge like The Witcher – where it's just like it's it's a lot of fluff and nonsense that it's all things that just don't matter and that they can't possibly write 400 good side quests. But there are 400 the side quests to do. You haven't played
0: The Witcher 3, obviously. So
1: uh, I have watched Holden play The Witcher 3 for a few hours and yeah not a fan not a fan and i played I a lot to... of red dead redemption 2 for that barf game <laughs> oh, no, and it was ugh, great no, no, you're
0: right nobody likes it 98 metacritic you know 30 million copies sold nobody no, likes. listen adam too. the
1: point of the thing is one of the things that everyone really loves that you just can't click with and that no that was, i know, that was I know. Awesome. i'm know. i just
0: giving you a hard time i saw it on twitter and was like i'm not going to respond to this i have to bring it up on the podcast you <laughs> you aren't that bad i understand yours this other guy bad take central which is, a, uh, which is a great name. is a very apt name, name yeah. Uh, yeah. They put up um, Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. Okay. I have a Batman, feeling if I Arkham played that, City. I also
1: wouldn't like it, so.
0: Well, it's an, you probably wouldn't, but okay. again, a lot of people do. That's fine. Batman Arkham City, Dishonored, and then Pokemon Black. I don't know if it's just Pokemon in general, or maybe it's just that game, but then immediately, Tucker said, your, your, your username does not disappoint, which I thought was hilarious.
1: I mean, I i feel like me that guy's got a lot of good points <laughs> you don't like Batman? i do like batman arkham city i feel like i wouldn't like pokemon black for all the reasons why i don't like most other pokemon games mm-hmm. and um what was the third game dishonored oh yeah right. no you don't because the, hands, they have are the hands are big the hands
0: are way too big that guy's got good taste so Chad's on the side of history with bad take
2: central. So everyone remember <laughs> that part. I just noticed. I'm John trying Hansen. to think. i oh, go ahead. I'm trying to think what my four. But that's what I was going to bring up. What it up. would be? I don't need four, but do you have? Do you have anything? Sell the Breath of the Wild is definitely big on one there. for this guy gonna give, too. I'm yeah. going to give that game another shot uh, later this year, but for now that's on the list. I would say game number two, a little bit of a deep cut. I would say the entire pokemon mystery dungeon spinoff series
0: Hmm.
2: i I don't know if either of you have played this series yeah they're they're like these dungeon crawling spinoffs so the thing about these spinoffs real quick they have amazing stories like i have no disagreement on that point they have actually really solid stories like way better than you would expect out of a pokemon game but i find the gameplay almost insufferable like it Mm. is really not good. And it's just so monotonous and long. Uh, and yet people like, like hardcore advocate for those games nowadays. Uh, but I just have never been able to fall in love with them. Uh, I don't know what three and four would be. Can I add a fifth one to I mine? Guess... Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> Get out of here. Ghost of Tsushima. I thought you were in love with that video game. No, no. I played I 40 hours of I, that game. I had to and go and with... like, I'm done. I'm not going to finish this shit. <laughs> Jesus. I guess if I had to go with a number three, I would go with, I mean, it's a little, it feels a little bit unfair, but like the original Halo, just because it's not exactly a shooter that I've found has aged super well.
0: I wouldn't nowadays, say well either.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I feel like there are a lot of people that would agree with me on that point. So, yeah. Um, and then I don't know what number four it would be. Yeah.
0: I don't have a list because my gaming tastes are perfect. Um, <laughs> but again, we all agree on Breath of the Wild. Uh, I do want to point out John here from Pixel Street. He doesn't like every Soul's like game. Uh, always like the worlds and themes. Hate the gameplay so much. Feels chunky and slow. I agreed with him. It's an Elden Ring. And I was like, oh, they finally figured it out. But I also am the Elden Lord. So maybe a little yeah, bit you are.
1: Yeah, you're biased for sure.
0: Yeah, just a little bit. Okay. That's it for... What am I talking about? Billy Joel? No. All right. Upcoming on today's <laughs> show, we've got some news about DLC. Some news about video games on Game Boy. There's really not a lot. We're being honest with you kids. Uh, but on our main quest... Pokemon anna- uh, Announcements. The <gasps> Tramps from Ryan what? Dinsdale at IGN. The
1: Tramps. <laughs> <he> had, <laughs> fucking filthy
0: mouth. He can't help himself. So now what I did here, there's Pokemon Present. And I'm not going to pretend to be a person on the internet, but a lot of people on the internet didn't seem happy. So I picked out the things that were interesting to Adam. If you guys want to talk
2: about Pokemon Sleep Forever or whatever, we can oh, do you that know at what? the end. Sorry. Hold on. Hold Go on. Hold it. on. Uh, I, I don't mean to interrupt the rushing train, but I would say that my fourth like okay, yeah. game on the list that we were discussing earlier would probably be specifically the Sega Genesis Sonic games. I actually quite enjoy Sonic as a whole. I had a lot of fun with Sonic Frontiers last year. I enjoyed Sonic Colors quite a bit back in the day. The three Sega Genesis 2D Sonic games, Sonic 1, 2, and 3, have never been able to get in the groove of them interesting for you you defend that series so much i assumed you liked all of them no i i tried those games and i'm just like this just yeah it just doesn't it's not working for me so we gotta working. put a sonic on barf give alex a reason to go play him
1: again as a grown-up <laughs> why would we torture I mean, all of us I, for I, I, that? Didn't even,
2: I didn't even play those games that much so it's not like it would be that torturous but yeah <laughs> All right. Very interesting. All right.
0: So, like I said, I only picked out the things that were interesting to me from this Pokemon present. I know, Alex, I'm sure you paid attention to it. Chad, if you did, you can throw I in the stuff it, yeah. at the end. But I I looked at that list, that breakdown. And I was like, well, man, I, I guess I'll pick out this stuff. But that's just me. I'm the one writing it. You guys can bring it up. So, first, uh, again, from com, he thinks you're all a horse. Uh, Pokemon <laughs> Scarlet... <laughs>
2: That's where Tramp is.
0: He thinks uh, we all whores.
2: Is it? Yeah. Isn't it, a, isn't it from the... No, isn't the Disney movie's not Lady thing? and the Whore.
0: <laughs> no. Look up the real definition while I read this story. Uh, go on Urban Dictionary if you have to. Pokemon okay. Scarlet and Violet are getting expansions, delivering two major chunks of story content to the games later this year. Uh, the Hidden Treasures of Area Zero expansion will feature two separate DLCs, the Teal Mask Fall of 2023 and the Indigo Disc uh, Winter of 2023. Uh, in the t- this is a quote in the teal mask players will be chosen to take part in a school trip that is held each year in collaboration with another school they'll be taken to the land of Kitakami? 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 Kitakami <laughs> where a great mountain tower <laughs> where a great mountain tower is over the land and the people live at its base uh, the Pokemon company also revealed that more than 230 Pokemon previously unavailable in Scarlet and Violet will be released across the two expansions or become available through other means Um, Part two, the Pokemon Company has announced Pokemon TCG Classic, a premium Pokemon card product inspired by the original base set. Revealed in a follow-up blog post, the Pokemon Company confirmed that Pokemon TCG Classic will be released in late 2023. Includes a foldable game board, a toolbox for storing counters, three decks uh, starring Venusaur, Charizard, and Blastoise, and three deck boxes. The decks won't all be classic cards, however, as the Pokemon Company also confirmed that never before seeing cards like Ho-Oh X and Lugia X, or is it Lugia X? I always forget. Lugia. Lugia. Uh, Will feature alongside the base set classics to liven up the gameplay. So there was a couple of things I thought to me, I was like, these things are cool. But did you guys care about anything else, be, or do you want to talk more about these things? So,
1: so I'm looking here at the Oxford Dictionary. A tramp is a person who travels from place to place on foot in search of work or as a vagrant or beggar. Mm-hmm. And Cambridge University's dictionary, because for some reason a university has its own dictionary, says a woman who has sex often with a lot of different partners. There you go. There we go. Um, I, the the thing that tickled my pickle the most of this entire presentation was the classic Pokemon trading card game classic. I am a person who has not dabbled in Pokemon cards since I was a wee lad and we stole my neighbor Clark's Japanese EV card and got all of our cards taken away and never saw them again. They're gone. So I, I never, I have not since then touched a Pokemon card. But holy shit, Adam, the whole presentation of this with the case that unfolds and the like the way that the the case unfolds and becomes the battle mat and all of it is just like it is so premium and sexy looking. Mm. And then all of the cards are foil. Like this is something that I might just straight up buy and like hang on my like frame on my Put wall somehow as a shadow box or something because it is so sexy looking. And apparently all of the decks are like not tournament legal either first because because of some reason so like it's it's purely a collector's item basically but yeah that looks sexy as fuck Mm -hmm. um but i i was i made a joke like when they announced the pokemon presents i was like i was i can't remember whether i made it on here or whether i made it while we were playing destiny together but i made a joke like what are you looking forward to i hope they bring up pokemon sleep they spent a long time on pokemon sleep (laughs) they did
2: and it's like oh, for yeah. Pokemon now.
1: What is it what is what's dumb is that they didn't like they didn't tell you what it does. It's literally just an app that you say I'm going to sleep now and then you sleep and then you say I'm awake now and it's like cool you slept. And it's like, okay, okay, but but what? But why? And then it's like, oh, well, you slept kind of like a Pikachu. So here's a Pikachu. You slept kind of like a Bulbasaur. So here's a Bulbasaur that's going to wake up with you. And if you if you try hard enough or you sleep weird enough, you might wake up with a Slowpoke. And it's like, but, like, why does this matter? And like, oh, it's going to have integration with Pokemon Go. But they don't tell us what or why or when. And then they release this stupid-ass fucking peripheral for it. The Pokemon Go Plus Plus Plus. Spelled mm. two different ways, plus P L U S, and then the symbol plus. Yes. And it's like, yeah. I hate it. I hate That's it. That's why they put that stuff down here. It's weird. But it's it's uh, I, I yeah. love it. It's it's a it's a wild peripheral that lets you walk around and throw balls and spin discs by pushing it instead of having
2: your phone open. Um, so I love it, and I am really looking forward to checking out Pokemon Sleep. I think it's going to be a a good time. Now, don't get me I'm wrong. Really looking don't forward get to me it. wrong.
1: As soon as they tell me how it integrates with Pokemon Go, you bet your ass, I'm downloading that thing and I'm sleeping with the fishes. By Magikarp. that I mean Magic yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: but yeah, they just they just it's it's just another thing. It's another alarm clock. You say I'm going to bed now, and then wake me up at seven thirty. That's it.
0: What if they wake you up with the eight big screams, where you're like, instead of your alarm, like ding 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 ding, <laughs> whatever your alarm is, it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> and it wakes you up. That'd well, the great. Pokemon Go Plus Plus peripheral does have a
1: Pikachu inside of it and it can wake you up with different Pikachu. Like it can go pika Or it can sing you lullabies. It goes Pikachu, Pikachu. Like it does shit like that. So I want the oh, one for like Game the, Boy, the, like jigglypuff.
2: Ring, jigglypuff. jigglypuff. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, what about sound, uh, that... <laughs> <laughs> uh Alex,
0: anything interests you?
2: I know you haven't played Scarlet or Violet yet, but are these DLCs cool or no? If the rumors are true that we're going to get a Switch successor at the end of the year that is going to boost performance by quite a bit and make the games a little bit more bearable, I'll probably be playing these games at the end of the year. Mm. We will definitely see. Um, Yeah, outside of that, yeah, just Pokemon Sleep. That was my only real thing of interest from this Direct yeah. We've
0: got stuff on like Pokemon Unite and fucking the EX. Yeah, Zashian's and in bubble. it.
2: Know,
1: whatever. Cool. We'll yeah. I also learned I how to know. say Zashian for the first time watching that. So.
0: I mean, you saw me struggle with the name of this island they're going to. Yeah. Kit- yeah. Kitakami. 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 Yeah. Uh, all right. That's it for <clears throat> main quest. Or I guess we'll move on to playtime. Playtime. What have you been playing? Playtime. Hey, chat
1: adam i played a little bit of doom eternal this week
0: oh um, you did interesting yeah
1: yeah i didn't play all of it but i still liked what i played you can listen to our thoughts on that on our barf episode which we just recorded so go uh check out that and i also played i played a little bit of hogwarts legacy we already talked about that at the beginning of the show I'm feeling disenchanted i'm gonna get back into it and i'm just gonna i'm gonna mainline it i'm gonna mainline the quest mm-hmm. but on tuesday destiny 2 lightfall was released to the world which is the next big expansion after Destiny Witch Queen came out? So we've been playing that, and it has been—it's been—we've been doing it in groups of three: Jerica, mm. Audrey, and Joel in one group; me, Matt, and Dallas in another group. And we all just link up in a PlayStation Party Chat while we play through the, the campaign together on Legendary difficulty.
0: So um, there are two kind of parts to this. Like okay, before you go on, I know you're yeah. going to talk about it. I want to hear about this. Maybe it's just a me thing. Maybe it's just—I'll ask both of you guys. Does the word "strand" bother you? No, it does not. Like I, I don't like the idea of the the word "strand." Like it gives me a weird feeling in my body when someone like "death stranding." Didn't like it for multiple reasons, but then the, the yeah. name—I don't like "strain." If it, it sounds like "sounding" to me, which is also disturbing.
2: That's the know. thing where they put the thing in the penis. Yeah, the, <laughs> <laughs> no. So I no. feel like strand yeah. is the same thing
0: as "sounding," and it's just really no. kind
2: of. I kind of get it. It, it kind of sounds like like when you say strand, you kind of think of like the strands of cheese that are, are clinging to like Just a like piece a of pepperoni pizza when you else. pull it away. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I I,
1: it's not a literally, big deal for me, though. Honestly, the very first thing I think of it's the German word for beach.
0: Is it? Yeah, it is. So, but to say it much more angrily though, because it's German. <laughs> right. Of course. So. Yeah. But anyways, continue your about time about Destiny Lightfall.
1: Uh, so there are two parts of the game that I'm going to talk about. There's the campaign. The nine mission, eight, eight or nine, eight missions, I think, eight missions of the campaign, and then there's the strand subclass, which is putting ropes down your penis, and <laughs> and the new planet of Neomora. Um, sorry, Neptune's the planet, is the city. Um, campaign, we're gonna start there, and big old thumbs down, pooty pooty whoopee cushion noise.
0: Yeah, really, yeah, been hearing that.
1: Yeah. uh Dallas Dallas brought up a good point that it's just like Witch Queen was so fucking good that it it's it's impossible to follow that up and, and succeed with anything else. but but what what was this whole season was set up or this whole expansion was set up on the back of us finally kill like finding and killing one of the three hive gods savathun in the witch queen and so we're hunting her done we're killing her the hive have the light it's this like huge threat and then in the seasons um after that launched coming up to this we have the cabal coming in zivo Roth is this other giant worm god the last surviving worm god that we have to kill sending forces we have this like universe ending conflict with rasputin and the war mines, and then we have the witness who is like here the traveler leaves earth's atmosphere and we no longer see it and it is like fuck shit's about to go down and this campaign adam starts with an epic cinematic mm-hmm. and then it's a whole lot of fucking nothing Mm, nothing rough. matters mm. from the start of this campaign to the end of it. And then the very last cutscene of the last part of the campaign was like, okay, that's the next step. Like you finally took one tiny baby foot forward in this entire narrative. The rest of it is all like we're introduced to these new people on Neptune, the cloud striders. Um, and there's this big MacGuffin called the veil, which th- the veil is like, that's the entire campaign is around finding the veil securing the veil keeping the cabal away from the veil and then making sure that callus doesn't get the veil and we don't know what the veil is they never explain what oh. the veil is it's just like we have to protect the veil at all costs and we get there and like somebody's like holding this thing And it's like what the fuck is the veil and why do i care about it and, and even in post game no nothing like all these extra quests and things like that they give more life to the city itself and to the people I have no idea what the fuck the veil is and why it matters
0: you know what it sounds so, like? What? The way that those other seasons end in with, again, the Traveler leaving, which is a thing that's – it feels like that should have been the end of Destiny 2 and this should be the beginning of Destiny 3. So – like We're restarting from the beginning.
1: I mean we are – we're heading towards – they've already announced that we have Lightfall and the next expansion next year is called The Final Shape. And they have said that is the end of the saga between Light and Dark, the Traveler versus The Witness. It's so, like we know this is all coming to an end. The thing that Destiny's been about since it launched a decade ago, we know that's coming to an end next year. Didn't but doesn't they, mean Destiny 2's coming to an end, but
2: well, hasn't Bungie gone on record saying that like they didn't even want to do Destiny Two? That like they would have preferred to have just had it be Destiny the entire way through, but Activision kind of forced their hand with Destiny Two. I don't know if that's the case, but I do know that they
1: don't like they don't want to do a Destiny Three. Like they want to keep it mm. all one evolving, continuing sandbox. Yeah. So yeah, I was, I was really let down by that story. It was, so the campaign, big old thumbs down. It was still fun to play most of it, um, but it was frustrating because, um, throughout it, you, you only get it. You have to play through the entire campaign in order to get access to the new subclass strand. <laughs> And so Strand is your ability. It's this green subclass. You're like playing with threads and you're you're grappling and hooking onto things in other dimensions. And uh, you're weaving as a warlock. I have like all these little minions that come out that I can go and attack people. And it's it's really cool subclass. And I think it adds a lot of cool gameplay elements, especially for the warlock class. People who are Titans are not impressed with it. And they're very upset by it because it's so similar to two, excuse me, two other subclasses that already exist for it.
0: Oh boo-hoo, I'm a Titan. <laughs> and,
1: you know, and hunters are like, Yeah, this is pretty cool, I guess. But warlocks, it's it's a dope class for warlocks. But you yeah, you have to play through the whole campaign in order to get it, and you only get like ac- you get little pieces of it in the campaign where you're kind of forced to use it, but you don't have access to the full subclass. You can't customize it in a way that feels good to your playstyle. So you're forced to use it in the way that they want you to use it at any given moment. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's frustrating at times, especially if you're not a warlock. It's frustrating to have to use it in those moments. Um, But once you do unlock it and you grind and get all of the fragments and aspects that let you like really customize the class, uh, it is a lot of fun to play. And I can already see like several different builds that I'm experimenting with right now, how I'm going to continue to use those. Speaking of builds, there are a ton of quality of life improvements that launched with Lightfall, including the ability to, like, they did a whole overhaul of the mod system in the game. So, like, what used to be, used to have mods that, like, you don't have to know what these are, but Charger Light mods that are their own separate things that like, you get charged with light and then you expend that. And then there's also wells, which are similar to charged with light, but they're kind of their own thing. And then there's war mine cells, which used to be really important, but now they're nerfed so much that they don't really matter, but they're still in there clogging up your mods. And now everything is all around one thing now called armor charge. And so it's really cool the way that they overhauled that and allowed you to make and save and customize builds and loadouts in the UI, rather than having to use a third party app now. So that's a huge improvement there. That I'm super interested in, um, so that's exciting. And then there's this cool new thing called Guardian Ranks too, that allow people to visibly see your commitment to the game. Like you, Chad mm. has done Legendary Lost Sector solo and not died, or Chad has shepherded X amount of people through a raid, and so that like that contributes towards your rank as well, which is now the like new visible number that people are seeing next to your name. So, some cool quality of life stuff. Uh, the last thing I'll talk about is Neomuna, which is the city that everything is on Neptune. And it is a, a – while it is a very – it is not densely populated, obviously, except for by enemies. Um, so it doesn't feel like a lived-in city. But all of the, like, radio chatter and things about the city do add context in and make it lived-in. So there's, like, quests after the the campaign – where you're learning about the the previous Cloud Striders and what they did and how they protect the city, there's a a lost sector in it that's based on it's in an esports arena and it, there's like an Ooh. arcade and like e-sports some of the on goblins, that too? yeah, and you're some of the some of the <laughs> goblins that are in there like they don't f- attack you because they're busy playing arcade games, and like it's and there's cool dialogue We're like what is what is this an esports thing and the Cloud Striders are like yeah. I mean, we're in war all the time. We got to do something to blow off steam, so we got to all rally around like esports. So, the idea is that this is a group of the the Neptunians. They're a group of people called the Ishtar Collective. That during the collapse, you don't have to know any of this information, but during the collapse, they took off into space in hopes of finding somewhere else to live. Um, and we just assumed on Earth that they died and that they did not succeed. Mm. And turns out, they landed on Neptune and have started the society so yeah they're they're earth people they have earth traditions mm-hmm. and technology and all that kind of stuff but they're just hanging out on neptune so uh yeah i I like the game i like the the new quality of life improvements a lot um uh, i like a lot of the post-game quests i think are are cool and interesting as far as the, the lore and building out that city's culture and stuff like that the um the campaign though was a big old stinker some big do do. Yeah, I was really let down by it. Especially the the last thing I'll say about it before we I uh, let one of y'all talk is, Callus uh, has been Callus was this big giant job of the hut looking fuck who, yeah. when Destiny Two launched they had their first raid was the Leviathan raid and he's like this big figure who's like giving you all sorts of challenges and you go to fight him and the Leviathan raid turns out he's just yeah. got a ton of automatons.
2: And then I fought him on two different occasions and it still it still gets at me that I wasn't able to make the second encounter with him work cuz yeah that would have awarded me with a very hard to get trophy but we didn't make it happen. Yeah.
1: So the the whole like year leading up to this thing has been about making Callus scary he has this derelict leviathan came back about 9 months ago and it's like this haunted thing filled with nightmares and then he's been like built up as this disciple of the witness and the witness is like the main dark figure that is the antagonist of the whole series and he's just been like all right he's the witness's little pet and he's been building him up as this like huge scary really powerful evil guy and we get here and he's just a fucking doofus he is just like so he's so clearly a pawn of the witness and he's just like a bumbling idiot and it completely ruined it for me like this whole year of stuff leading up to it is now just ruined with him being an idiot so yeah that's it that's my that's my thoughts on destiny to lightfall
0: all right very that good. being
1: said i played like 25 hours of it in of the course. last well come who on that's not silly it is yeah. destiny you gotta play it. <laughs>
2: yeah uh alex what did you play uh all the dooms doom 2016 doom eternal doom eternal the ancient gods part one and the ancient gods part two that's all i wonder why you did that for oh i wonder why perhaps uh it's our episode of backlog accomplishment with respawn and friends which if you're listening to this on youtube after the fact should also be on our youtube channel
0: look at that hey by the way chad side note yeah do you see how fucking good that segue was? I'm like a professional. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, like, when
1: we when we have good awards job. at the end of the year, Oh, will win one. We're gonna, yeah, we'll give one to you. I
0: hope so. I hope at least the final. That one segue you did on March 5th, that award goes to Adam. <laughs> I hope I'm top three host on the show at least. All right. Um. So as for me, I've been done a couple of things. So number one, I played and finished Hi-Fi Rush. Ooh. which was the shadow drop that came out earlier this year because a little a little friend of mine up in the great north good friend of mine lives in Canada not Alex Cozina Jacob McCourt Santa. from left oh. behind game club oh no not saying as
2: well is
1: Jacob actually in Canada I didn't know that yeah, he is from, yeah
0: he's from
2: oh. we had him Canada. on press while I see because he was like another Canada native that we wanted to have on the episode yeah oh. he's
0: great and he just said, hey, maybe you should play Infinite Sci-Fi Rush. Maybe that'll be a thing in, at some point in the future. So I played and beat that game. Maybe that'll come out uh, the podcast with Jacob McCourt one of these days. I can't say. I don't know oh. if he's announced anything. So that's cool. Um, very cool game. Holy shit, guys. I mean, if I ever talk about it with Jacob, I'll talk about more. But, man, it's good. I, again, I said this is all regurgitated from barf. <laughs> oh, give me more nominations. Um, but, yeah, it's like the rhythm-based gameplay feels like excellent it's like the the combat is so good because you're just it makes you want to play on beat and it forces you to play on beat and it's great and it feels wonderful to play you feel like a badass there is a level i will say there are two levels in this game there's a level that's literally fucking persona 5 i'm not kidding you're in a fucking museum doing a heist and there's fucking jazz music playing and i'm like holy shit they literally just did persona 5 for this level awesome it's great and then there's another level where you uh there it's classical i think it's fucking who i don't want to say who it is there's a classical artist like a mozart like a bach like that kind of era Chabon, of a person debussy Cezanne? all of that Durably. um yeah sure uh rembrandt he was actually a painter uh <laughs> and a toothpaste uh but no there's a fight that's it around a classical music piece and holy shit is it fucking good oh man it's really uh, honestly i think it's probably my favorite boss fight i mean of the year it's so early on but i'm like i'm like this game kicks ass like that like that boss fight is so amazing but anyways you know how sometimes
1: you can get paint in like toothpaste tubes you know like oil or acrylic or that kind of stuff like Mm -hmm. you think you think they ever accidentally mix up rembrandt brand paint if that exists like artist paint with rembrandt toothpaste and people put toothpaste yeah. on the toothbrush imagine artists
0: just have like two like little c- cups of stuff and they yeah. put it out and they're like oh it's paint and they smile and their, m- yeah. and their mouth is Well red you or know whatever. They, they paint in the
1: bathroom because it's next to the sink yeah. and it's easy to wash out the brushes so that's why yeah. they're next to each other
0: yeah yeah i imagine that i'm sure there's an adam driver movie where he accidentally puts paint on his toothbrush <laughs> and alex will never watch it uh <laughs> probably not uh i also played doom eternal because we talked about it a very fun game very cool and then the last thing, this is funny. I never thought I would say this, but there's a game I'm playing that I cannot say what it is because I'm playing it for a review. Ooh! And they said, don't speak about it until this specific date, and that specific date is not here yet. So just know,
1: ooh, I'm doing a RAF
0: review. Uh, it's probably coming You're out sometime Dead later 3. this week. fucking I wish holy shit keep that away from Alex (laughs) I would love that if they're like hey keep these games away from Chad keep them away from Alex you play them Starfield Starfield (laughs) 2 already I'm there (laughs) Uh, but no that review should be coming out later this week uh, first on Patreon and then it'll go live for everybody else but I do have a review coming up that I can't talk about until tomorrow but on the day the podcast released I might be able to talk more about it uh that's it for me. That's it. That's it. That's all we do. Poop, 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 poop. All right, move on to our quest log. First up, the Elden Lord returns from Robert Anderson at IGN. And yes, I am here. I am still the Elden Lord. It'll never go away. I've got that till the day I die. Uh
1: from Software. When we give out awards fir- at the end of the year. We'll oh, give Lord out the, the Elden Lord Award, yeah. <laughs> Lord of the Year.
0: Goes to fucking uh Trevor. Uh from software. <laughs> has officially announced Shadow of the Urd Tree, an upcoming DLC expansion for Elden Ring. The developer confirmed the DLC is currently in development, but no release date has been announced for the time being. This news, uh, this news comes just days after Elden Ring's one-year anniversary, in which it sold over 20 million copies and received unprecedented Game of the Year awards. So that's cool. There's an image on Twitter of what, you know,
2: there's like, hey, Shadow of the Erd Tree, here's an image of it. I and have, it's like, all the news. Go ahead. I have decided that, When I return to Elden Ring to finish it, I'm just going to rely on a guide to figure out where I got to go next. Because the thing that tripped me up with that game that ultimately resulted in me just moving away from it is I wasn't certain where it is that I ultimately needed to go about 20 hours in. And so I just started like walking in a direction and completing every single side quest inside my niche I came across. And eventually I just got to a point where I'm like, this is Enjoyable, but I feel like I'm making zero progress. See, and you open
1: worlded yourself out of this thing, just like I did with every open world game. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, I, I was still like enjoying Elden Ring on a level more than some other like bland open world games that I wasn't able to kind of click with. But yeah, when, when I come back to this game, I'm going to try to golden path it as much as possible, as much as I don't love consulting a guide when I play games. No, I have a very
0: specific map. They would be like, go here, go here, go here, go here, go here. If you want to do the to play the game, I think I used it when I played it because, like, I'm enjoying exploring, but I don't enjoy it that fucking much. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, I absolutely followed a guide and did 100% of everything. Um, but, anyways, that's all the news. Is like, yeah, here's a picture, and we're doing the DLC. No surprise to anybody, but this is for the Elden Ring fans out there, you fucking nerds. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a little site called Game Rant, and they had a theory. This kind of theory has been going around the internet anyways. So I'll read this here as Eldering is following in the footsteps of previous Soulsborne games, uh, which typically feature expansion packs that he place in the past or future. It's extremely likely that shadow of the Erdtree tree will have a different timeline to the vanilla game. Uh, and further evidence of this eagle eyed fans have noticed that the figure riding torrent which by the, in the So in the, in the, in the picture, there's a big tree in the background. There's a bunch of fields. There's somebody sitting on a horse. All right. Um, Notice that the figure riding torrent in the concept art for the expansion pack appears to be Mikola, the twin brother of Melania. It is therefore speculated the new story will explore the memory of uh, Mikola in a time long before current events. So basically, he's this very important character in the game. And this would probably be set in the past because he's riding the horse. And there's a bunch of theories to back it up. Like fucking if you watch a three hour long YouTube video, they'll tell you this. The main thing about this is cool because, hey, we know the time period, maybe, but also this is the character of the brother, you know, the hardest boss fight a From game has ever had, uh, Melania. Everyone yeah, remembers and you beat that. it in
1: one try or something like
0: that? I beat it in three tries, no problem, yeah, by myself. Yeah, I yeah, just yeah. wanted to point that out again. I just want to point it out that I beat that boss in like three or four tries by myself, no big deal. I beat the hardest boss that From Software ever did three or four tries. <laughs> uh, <but laughs> she she references him whenever you fight her. Campo63 uh, in the
1: chat is saying you cheated your way to that, that title of Elden Lord. I,
0: well, I, prove it. <laughs> you know, prove it. Uh, can't, you know, even if I follow a map, it can't tell me how to beat uh, Millennium in four Fortress. But anyways, I'm gonna, can we time him Is it three or is
1: it four? Is it three or is it four, Adam? It was three or four. I really Your don't remember. It was, it, was it was three or four. It was three or four. We'll
0: uh-huh. just say four just to be safe. We'll say four to yeah. be safe. Um, so yeah, uh, time, time Joel out, please. Uh, anyways... <laughs> Moving on to our next story, more <laughs> Metroid. It's from Annie Robinson at VGC. This is specifically for this podcast, and for Alex, and for Chad. Uh, Nintendo Switch Online's next Game Boy Advance title, Metroid Fusion, released on Wednesday, March 8th, Nintendo's announced. The fourth game of the 2D Metroid saga will be, able, will be available for subscribers for the Twitch Online Plus Expansion Pack tier. Which launches its Game Boy uh, library last month. Once Fusion arrives, it will mean the m- full mainline 2D Metroid series is available to play on Switch. This is the uh, game I know Alex likes. Uh,
2: I'm really happy. Okay. I'm really happy that Fusion is coming. I don't know if that last little bit is accurate though, because we still don't have. I guess every single mainline 2D game is on the Switch if you mm-hmm. don't count the remakes. So like Metroid Two is sure. on the Switch, but not the 3DS remake Samus Returns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they just uh, made all the, the original game Metroid game is on the Switch, but not the Game Boy Advance remake uh, yeah, Zero yeah. Mission. Yeah, uh, okay, um, fair enough.
0: So I know that you like Fusion, but I remember when I first got on this show that you guys were actively trying to play this, and this game was impossible to find, right?
1: Yeah, you had to like be an ambassador on the 3DS. Like you had to have paid right. too much money on the 3DS in order to get it on the 3DS. Well, was this a barf game? Yeah. It was a
2: barf game oh, yeah, back in like you know twenty twenty. This was yeah, it was a barf game in late twenty twenty. And I remember this because I don't know if you remember this, Chad. I wrote in a- an essay on my <laughs> thoughts on this game to respawning fire <laughs> at a point in time where nobody was writing in their thoughts on Barf, and you just saw my email in the inbox, went, No. Oh man, that's nice. Just completely ignore no, it. That Never brought like it up it on the episode. Else.
1: Had to be somebody else. No, if I remember correctly, we actually did read your Metroid, your thoughts on the next barf, even though they made zero sense because (laughs) we're like, we got to read these. He wrote it in. We have to read it. So we're going to put it on the next barf.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. Um,
1: Yeah, this one was, this one is impossible to play. I think I played it on like the actual cartridge. Like I had the, I bought a, technically I bought a repro cartridge on eBay for like $8 and played it on my Game Boy Advance, but. Yeah, I'm excited. That's a that's a, a great Metroid game. And mm-hmm. I just, I, I want them to hurry up and put these titles out that they said are coming soon because I'm not going to lie, when I made this year's, this, this month's barf list of like Game Boy games that were on the service, I, all the ones I wanted to put on there, which were like Golden Sun, Zelda, Ocarina of a- or Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons, like those are the ones I wanted to put on this list, but they were all coming soon yeah so maybe i'll have to do that next time
2: very cool all
0: right on to our last story for the day (laughs) i'm fucking clever wolf not yet among us
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh from Rebecca Valentine IGN. I, if you guys want to read that extra part, that's just yeah, for you. That's just for us. Yeah.
1: yeah. She blocked holding on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: Telltale Games has announced that its long-awaited sequel to The Wolf Among Us is being pushed out of 2023 in an effort to avoid crunch and team burnout, as well as accommodate a move from Unreal Engine 4 to 5. Ooh, Unreal Five, baby. Speaking to IGN, Telltale Games CEO Jamie Audley Adelaide? Sure. Cool. All right, when I do this, when I cock my head, I'm asking for help. Uh, Jay- <laughs> so
1: Jamie ends in an IE. And the last mm-hmm. name also ends in an IE, so I assume that they are pronounced
0: similarly. So, Jamie, Adelie. Jamie, Audley. Audley. Sure. Jamie,
1: Adelie, give a dog a bone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Explain that the team made the choice for a number of reasons, but primarily to avoid burnout or shipping an unfinished game. These are all quotes now from Jamie. Making games is difficult and they need uh, time to be right, and it doesn't do any of us good to ship something that's not ready. If we put this game out and it's not ready, we're going to get torn to shreds. The expectations are pretty hot, and we want time to meet those, and we want to be proud of, uh, of it and know that, hey, this is the best game we could have made. Let the world say uh, what they will once it's done, but at least we know that in these times, in these conditions, this is the best game we could make.
2: Um, so for context, uh, the original Wolf Among Us series, uh, the final episode uh, of that original run is aired not aired well it, it's <laughs> the, the confusion is understandable because it's like episodic the final episode of uh, the original wolf among us series released uh in july of 2014 which means it'll be close to a decade when this game finally comes out at Ooh. this point damn uh,
1: i'm excited one uh, one part of this that that gets me excited like i've never played the wolf among us heard it's cool great awesome a big fan of not burning out and and shipping a game when it's ready um but the idea that they're first of all i didn't realize telltale was now running on unreal engine but also the move to five is cool like that's the biggest problem with on with telltale games is their shitty shitty garbage engine so i'm glad that they're moving to five now um that's exciting
0: yep yeah, uh very excited god i absolutely adored that first game um, we don't get a lot of these kind of games anymore really especially I mean telltale's back now but you know once they folded it was i like playing you know i'll play one of these once a year you know like life is strange is all right i like it a little more than you guys well that one game but you know I'm not a i preferred telltale to what uh don't not and them were doing so them coming back especially with that IP I'm down for it um so yeah I guess we'll get that whenever we get it and that is it for quest log So I guess we're going to move on to segment from
1: Adam. It was always burning while the world's been turning.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It was 9-11. We always remember. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I've decided to get the best rated games for the month of February. And we can put it on our list of things we need to play for game of the year. Number one on the list. Metroid Prime Remaster at a ninety-five. Fuck yeah! Hell mm-hmm. yeah! That's a big I, number, boys.
1: Damn, I gotta
0: prioritize that. You right, should, so. uh, Alex. Oh, that's
2: right, Alex. You did every, you hundred percent in it already. That's yeah, right. Yeah, I did. So, Chad's yeah, I did. It. You
0: think it deserves ninety-five?
2: Oh yeah, I'd say so. i definitely say so. One thing I didn't love about that game was uh, traversing through its world gets a little fucky once you get to the end game and you're just trying to collect all the various items and power-ups and whatnot, but you have to go through all these convoluted steps to travel between zone to zone. Uh, other than that, that game's great. 95, well-deserved. All right, cool. Next up, Hogwarts Legacy is an 88. Chad, you've played that video game. Nice. You hate
0: it.
1: I don't hate it. I just burnt myself <laughs> out on it. <laughs> I, I know
0: i know no that game's um, very good you think game of the year considerations perhaps uh yeah i think so yeah it's okay. fucking great how many hours is it if you looked on how long to beat
1: yeah if you mainline the story it's like 25 hours if you platinum in it, it's like 60 to 70
0: I can live with, like, a 40-hour, like, extra plus main kind of a yeah. lifestyle. I could probably do that. This one was a shocker to me, but not really because only the nerds reviewed it. Theater rhythm. <laughs> and only nerds play it. Only nerds play it, too. <laughs> That's The theater, theater rhythm, a final bar line, and an 87. That game fucking it's, slaps,
2: y'all. <laughs> I mean... Uh, obviously, we've heard firsthand how good it is. It is still a little bit surprising that it reviewed that high because it feels like there've been a ton of these Final Fantasy music games. You'd think that at some point critics would just would just be like, "Oh yeah, it's another you know theater rhythm game." There've uh, been you know, three s- stamp an eighty on it, and gen- oh, only three really. This is the thir- There was Theater Rhythm, the original. Then there's was
1: Theater Rhythm Curtain Call, and now there's Theater Rhythm Final Bar Line.
2: Okay. He's thinking of like a okay.
1: Kingdom Hearts
0: fucking rhythm. There was yeah. like a ton of yeah, there's, there's, there's like, a lot of bullshit. Kingdom Hearts, there was, there, was all night. there was only one Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts Heart. and boogie nights with Mark so you're, Wahlberg's you're penis. A few <laughs> games confused.
2: <laughs> you are getting a few games confused, my friend. Anyways, there's theater rhythm not at the hotel. There's all kinds of not at the hotel, <laughs> <laughs> not at the museum is there's, what I meant. There's theater rhythm, red light
1: district. There's theater rhythm, tramp slut. There's. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh all right Ooh. octopath 2 and 86
1: six. Hey, excited. that's yeah i i that, got burned it. out on octopath one but i saw um who did i see J- jason schreier tweeted that this is like an incredible game one of the best jrpgs of all time you don't have to play octopath one to play it and he thinks that you shouldn't play octopath one i was like oh that's interesting because I a hundred percent wrote off Octopath Two based on my experience with Octopath One. I was like, yeah, this is a game that I'm never going to figure, never going to finish, and all these little tiny baby stories didn't, didn't come together. But yeah, this sounds like it's a good one that I should be picking back up.
0: Yeah, I'm right there with you because I played the first one. I got like a couple of heroes in. And I was like, ah. Eh. I just feel like, I don't know, I just feel like it wasn't paced well. For like the Octo, you know, the whole 8 hero. It's just like, yeah. I don't, it didn't feel great. But everyone's like, hey, don't bother with the first one. This fixes everything wrong with the first one. I'm like, oh, that actually sounds cool. Because yeah. I love the art style and I like the gameplay. So if it just gets rid of the bullshit, sounds good to me. Uh, next up, Demio at an 84. All right. Which was the highest highest rated PSVR 2 launch game. The only one on PSVR 2 that was over an 80
2: i don't know what this is this is, it is like, like a, a
0: tabletop rpg yeah vr game kind of a thing
1: yeah and you have like a bunch of cards i I just know from like trailers and screenshots but yeah you have a bunch of cards in your hand and you you, you pick a card to play and you put it on the board and it like virtualizes into uh an enemy okay. or an ally or i'm a, looking at item screenshots it looks dope this is the next game that i think i want to well actually the next game i'm going to pick up is the rush of blood successor that i can't remember mm. the name of but yeah, then this first one Blood it
0: blood, blood again. <laughs> but yeah, that. no, that was the only one that was on this list. The next one was uh Call of the Mountain at a 79. So ah. I'm shocked. I really thought Ooh. Call of the Mountain would be like the tent pole, whatever. Everyone's into it, but yeah. it's, just not. A, it's just a technical showcase. That's yeah. That's about it. Um, and then last on our list was Like a Dragon Acean and an 81. Everyone you, likes the Yakuza games. Here's like a dragon yeah you might or might not
1: remember that uh yakuza games will no longer be called yakuza they are going to adopt the japanese name like a dragon um so that's the yakuza series going forward if you hear like a dragon game that's the a yakuza game
0: yeah and this was i don't know uh, what the fuck
1: ishin means
2: but it's probably japanese for beach uh, <laughs> yeah, i say it aggressively. Just don't like know what it means i will say looking over this list pretty good month for the Nintendo Switch. Everyone's talking about how it's this old, antiquated console, how we really want the Switch successor, myself included. I'm definitely part of that crowd, but like Metroid Prime Remastered, uh, Theether Rhythm, Octopath 2, and of course, Hogwarts Legacy is eventually coming to the platform as well. It's a pretty good month for Switch owners.
1: Yeah, that's right. Hogwarts Legacy launches on Switch and last gen
2: in April, so that'll be Mm -hmm. here in about a month. That's the thing, is that 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 port of Hogwarts Legacy might not be so hot, but yeah. we'll see. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for that <laughs>
0: port and I'm ready for the Midnight Suns port. I wanna see what these little oh, ports right. look like. Yeah.
1: Y'all play it play a demo of theater rhythm. Just go download the demo on PlayStation Four and Playstation Five and just just play a few songs. Like it's it's dope.
0: See, I went to download it, and it said if you download this demo, you will never have sex again. So I don't think I'm going <laughs> to click on that button. No, thank you Adam. very much.
1: Sex is overrated <laughs>
0: when you have Final <laughs> right.
1: Fantasy songs that you can tap buttons <sighs> that's to. That's
0: right. That's right. I, again, I just want my uh, Marvel's Avengers theater rhythm pack, and I'll, I'll buy the game. <laughs> uh, and that's it. Those are the games played this month. We've talked about them. Play some of those for Game of the Year. Or don't. We're not your. We're not your parents. Yeah. That's it.
1: <laughs> it's time for game one, game show the game on game show we play a game called game on the game show on game show. game 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 y'all it's been two months since we played this last game and we are going to play it again this week it's called guess what happened this week <clears throat> this is a game where i uh take five things this week five things that happened this week in history and video games and it could be hardware could be software could be people could be anything Uh, video game related. So I'm gonna give you some clues. You all take a guess at what it is, and that's it. Just five short things, and then we'll wrap this thing Mm. up and go watch The Last of Us. All right, March sixth, which is tomorrow as we're recording this. Mm. 2012 is the year. And just call it that when you got it. We're we're not gonna be keeping score of this one, but I will mentally keep a winner in my brain. And guess who it is? It's Alex already. Uh, Uh, 2012, March 6, 2012. This game is proof that if you complain enough to developers that you hated the ending, they'll rewrite the game for you. Mass Effect 3. Mass Effect 3 is correct. Mass Effect 3 launched on PS3, Xbox
0: 360, and PC. So upsetting that people complained about that, because I thought the ending was fine, but then they were like, I guess you guys are going to bitch, so we should always do what people say. I thought it was
2: great. I I love the game. Same. I I like that game a lot, too. I didn't care for its ending. I thought the like director's cut version was a little bit better. It feels like they probably like way before Mass Effect Three really entered full production, they had a much better ending in mind. But for whatever reason, that got sidetracked. I would have liked to have seen that hypothetical ending. Mm -hmm. March seventh.
1: It's Tuesday as we're recording this, (laughs) and also for the rest of time, it'll always be Tuesday um 2017 this game only gets good when you beat it way too many times
0: persona
2: 5
0: no no 2017 so what was going on that year six years ago um it's like switch launch horizon this game only gets good when you beat it way
1: too many times alex might claim that it was always good it just gets better
0: yeah, I'm trying to. I know it's a reference, and I just can't think of what It is. Only get it's good when you beat it a bunch. Right around the switch launch, what would this be? This is before. Is this is before the switch Splatoon
1: launch. Splatoon two. It's not Splatoon two. This is a game that originally launched exclusively on PlayStation consoles. Okay. Okay. However, is now on more. Okay.
0: I don't know, Chad. I'm stumped. I know it's a reference, and I just cannot think
1: of what it is. This game is near Automata
2: on PS4. Oh, yes. Very oh. bad game. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> so, as it would happen, uh, I beat endings A and B in that game back when we did our barf uh, of that game back in the day, and then I meant to complete the subsequent endings of that game, but I never got around to them. I still do stand by what I said at the time, though. Like You do need to keep playing through that game and beat all these subsequent endings to like fully understand and appreciate it. You, you've not beaten that game if you just rolled credits the first time. I got two endings. One of them was just by deleting myself in the menu
1: and that gave me an ending. <laughs> That's fun. That's a fun one. <laughs> I, I don't
2: know if that one counts. Uh,
1: March 8th, 1990. I was two weeks old. No, three weeks? Three weeks old. I was three weeks old at this point. I wasn't born yet. This event launched 33 years ago, spawning one of the most rare and valuable NES cartridges of all time.
2: The Nintendo World Championships? That is correct. Mm. Nintendo yeah. World Championships. There we go. I just looked on
0: for the
1: running uh, uh, no, no, no. That's that's, that's like track the and track and field field game. Yeah, this is the yeah. It's a uh, they use the World cartridge. Championships and they have a cartridge yeah, yeah. that they created like specifically with challenges
2: on it that uh, it, it, it's like part of like super Mario bros part of like Tetris and like part of another yeah. game.
0: Yeah. Those sell for like a hundred thousand a piece. Right. If you look up on yeah.
1: eBay, there's a listing right now for 250,000 with 150 people watching it. So yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. And, and there's like, there's like two different versions of the cartridges. There's like one that's like a gray cartridge with like a sticker on it. And then there's like a gold version and like they're, they're both like they were both given out under different circumstances and they're both equally rare in their own way. There was one, somebody reproed the cartridge. I was looking on eBay.
1: Somebody reproed the game. So it's it's not an original, like they got the Ready. ROM, put it on a cartridge, and they got it signed by somebody that's important. And it's now like going for $10,000 or something. So, Jesus yeah, Jesus. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: two more to go, March 9th, 1996. I was just over six years old at this point. Three weeks. Past six years old, this game launched, and for one young boy in Charlotte, North Carolina, spawned an obsession with the world's most criminally underrepresented character in all of Nintendo history. Even going so far as to make one of his many AOL Instant Messenger screen names in its honor, Grim,
0: with two M's.
1: <laughs> no, it was not not enough for Doom movie. 96.
0: 1996. So was this Super NES, or is this still normal NES? Super NES. Yeah, yep. mm, a game that Chad likes as a kid <laughs> <laughs> huh.
2: what came hey, out
0: can you one? repeat the prompt again
1: this game launched and for one young boy in Charlotte North Carolina spawned an obsession with the world's most criminally underrepresented character in all of Nintendo history even going so far as to make one of his many AOL instant messenger screen names in its honor
2: Wario Land this 1 is... no it's tough cuz this is the same year that the nintendo 64 releases so like either this is like an obscure like late era snes game or like an obscure early era nintendo well, that 64 been in the fall, game. right
1: right
0: so i will been, tell you that
1: this was. character has only ever showed up in this game and as a me costume in super smash bros
0: uh. oh that fucking guy from RPG. Uh what's his name? Super Mario RPG. That guy. The game is, yes, like
1: Super Mario RPG. Gino, this is when it launched Gino. in Japan. And Gino. Gino. Yeah. my Gino. S- One of my many screen names was Gino, the number two destroy. <laughs> oh. Gino two destroy? Gino to <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Final one. March 10th. Oh, fuck. I didn't write the year for this one down. Hold, please. I'm going to click mm-hmm. this link and see. March 10th two thousand and nine march tenth,
0: two 2009 yeah. oh getting ready to graduate high school
1: this gory oh no 2009 i was junior yeah. year of college no this is sorry end of my my sophomore year of college at this point
0: what yeah.
1: we're the same age
0: we graduated high school in
1: 2009 I, I skipped first grade so i was a year younger than everyone else in my grade okay um, <laughs> march 10th 2009 sorry no one's ever gonna see this note but me but i had to make sure i had i typed the year in there this gory stylized game was supposed to prove that wii games can be for grown-ups it is mad
2: world there we go that's right that's what happens when you have wii brain rot and you remember every game that came out for that console Silver steel
1: 2 wii brain no rot. red steel
2: 2
0: not several steel red steel 2
1: <laughs> um alex I've been trying to remember the name of this game on multiple occasions in the last two or three years. What is the name of the game that was supposed to be like a shooter? It's like, this is supposed to be the shooter that makes shooters on Wii good. It's like, it's
2: like the C something. Oh, the, con- the- Conduit? The um, Conduit. Yes. Yeah. I, I just, I laughed instinctively trying to remember it. Cause like, by all accounts, The Conduit, not a bad game, but like, man, people really like. Both people in the press and the studio behind that game really tried to hype it up as like, yeah, we can make like it wasn't just we can make shooters on the Wii work. It was also like we can like make third party like mature games on the Wii work. And in the end, I think it was just kind of mediocre. But I think everybody kind of like rallied behind it because at the time, like third party games were really struggling on the Wii and they really wanted them to succeed. Yeah. yeah, never played it. I should probably try at some either. point. That would be an interesting barf game to do. I don't think you need to. <laughs> how would we play that game? How would we
1: play that Nintendo Wii game?
2: Yeah, I know. Oh, the pawn for six bucks. Come on now, give me. I know we're at the end of the uh, podcast. Just give me just a quick. You see how much sec. it is on eBay or GameStop? Yeah, I also just want to look up because this was made by High Voltage Software. High and Voltage. Yeah, I'm just uh, as curious as to whether maybe they've done like a remaster or HD of re-release of it at some point.
0: I'm gonna look it up too.
1: While y'all are looking that up, I will. Yeah, yeah, the they, they wrap the oh, show. Oh, oh, oh oh, yeah? oh, 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 oh,
2: oh, oh! They made the Conduit HC, but only for Android.
0: Hey, I can play
2: it. (laughs) Damn, all right. I got to go buy one of those Kindle Fire tablets for $4. You can buy a six pack for the price of a Happy Meal. (laughs) They also, uh, worth pointing out, they also made the Conduit 2. Uh, I remember, yeah. God, this
0: game looks bad.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Again, I would love to do this as like a barf game at some point. We just got to figure out I think it could be fun. All
1: right. All right, that's it for Game on Game Show. That is it for episode 298 of Respawn Aim Fire. Ooh, you have homework. Part of your homework is listening to the results of your homework. Um, Patreon.com slash Respawn Aim fire is a place that you can go as a listener and supporter of the show and pay a dollar or more and support us and get various things in return. One of the things that you get in return currently is the ability to influence what games we play for barf every month. That's backlog accomplishment with Respawn and Friends, where we pick an older classic game or something that we should have played that we haven't. We want others to play. And uh, so we put out a poll. We're trying something new this month where we also let Twitter users contribute to this poll. So Twitter is allowed to vote, and they get collectively one vote towards the Patreon poll. Thank goodness, because y'all did not turn out in, num- in 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 a lot of numbers and we also had a tie so like Twitter broke the tie so uh, we are playing Wario Land 3 the Game Boy Color game Wario Land 3 not to be confused with Super Mario Land 3 Wario Land this is Wario Land 3 nothing to do with Mario all right Play the right game. Uh, The idea behind this is that all of the games were available on the Nintendo Switch online service. So if you have that service on your Switch, you can play it. If you do not have that, you can get a cartridge, play it on your analog pocket. uh, Or you can go get a cartridge from uh, the time capsule in Rhode Island. And then it won't work and it's busted and that fucking place. So you have to emulate it. So you have to emulate it. So like, legally you bought the cartridge and that developer saw zero of that money. But... Um, yeah. So do that. We have more exciting Patreon perks coming with some announcements very soon, including some that will coincide with our 300th episode. Oh, no. The announcements will, and then the next one, the 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 perks will will follow. Um, so stay tuned for more benefits of being a patron. Uh, you have an inherent thing where you can actually just go back in time on the Patreon thing and search for the tag wallpaper, and there are like 20 to 25 different designs, really cool. RAF theme wallpaper so you can download for all of your devices as well. That's it. Thank you, Alex, for joining the show again this year. This thank month. you. Why do I keep this saying year? year month? This year, about week, end of our
0: year end of the year awards when they're awarding yeah. with Elden awards Lord and Alex Asterisk as well. Best
1: <laughs> segue in the episode on March fifth, twenty twenty three. Best soup eater, Alex. Best soup sure. eater, best soup bowl. Yeah. I'm trying a, a soup
2: head. <laughs> Jesus I have not had a soup on the podcast in a while for the record. Well, it all depends on what you define as a soup. Sure. All and right. That's
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, where can folks find you outside of here?
2: You can find me over on Twitter at Alex Kazina, A-L-E-X-K-O-Z-I-N-A. Uh, I also just want to briefly say, uh, I did a little bit more digging into the whole Conduit situation. Um, <laughs> okay. I know we were, we were taking the piss out of it a little bit earlier. The thing about the original Conduit, though, and its sequel, Conduit 2, is... Apparently they made use of the Quantum 3 engine which was a video game engine that was designed by High Voltage Software specifically for the Wii because they wanted to make a an engine that was really optimized for the console so they could like make a really fine looking like first person shooter series on it and like all genuineness like it sucks that this series didn't really take off and they kind of ran into some troubles after the fact because I don't know if you know this but the plan was originally they were going to work on what eventually became Splatoon. They were collaborating with Nintendo on a shooter for what would become the Wii U. Uh, and basically there was like a leaker within the company that leaked to IGN or some other news site that they were collaborating with Nintendo. Nintendo got cold feet because they're like, we don't want a whole ton of leakers. We you know run a really tight ship. And basically they got ties with high voltage software because of that which is too bad cuz it seemed like they really Damn. pumped a lot of time and effort into trying to make solid enough Wii shooters but didn't pay yeah. off.
1: All that R&D for for an engine that they created for the Conduit and the Conduit 2. Poops. All right everyone, well that's it. Thanks for listening. Uh until next time, here's our usual sign off. Go watch The Last of Us right now. Are you are you listening to this on demand? Have you seen this week's episode? Go li- go watch it. Go watch it on HBO Max. It's fun for the whole family the you whole can, family. you can get it for $15.99 a month after the price increase and you don't have to pay extra if you subscribe through the iOS app store, <laughs> like, like Spotify makes you do where they make you pay like $4 extra for your subscription to cover the cost of the 30% cut that Apple or the Google play store take from it. Like you don't, you don't have to worry. No matter where you subscribe to HBO max, it's always the same great low price for all of that great content, including the last of us starring Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey. Which you should absolutely be watching. Go back and watch all the episodes, all eight of them. And if you're listening to this next week, yeah. like go watch the whole series. Support them and twist the
2: Can I cut a recording? Can I <laughs> no, cut a recording? Yet. No, yet. <laughs> not okay, no, you can't.
0: Uh, twist the metal coming to Peacock later this fall.